What's going on, everyone, and welcome back. Again, I have to apologize that I didn't get a podcast out last week. Work has been so busy, as everyone knows. Everyone at work is, you know, we're trying to pull extra shifts so we can help out and we can keep up with our call volume. I know that shouldn't be an excuse because I use this podcast to talk about work and to help you guys know what to expect getting into this job field. So, like I said, I do apologize for that. I'm really working on it. We're, we're trying to get back to normal. And once I can do a little bit better time management, uh, we'll be back on track. Today, I thought we could talk about something that's been asked by a few of you recently, and that's clinicals. Uh, what to expect, you know, what they're like, and what you should do. So, stick around. And I'll address most of those questions in this podcast. Clinicals are probably the most fun part of EMT school. When I was in EMT school, we had to do four 12-hour hospital clinicals and six 12-hour ambulance clinicals. The hospital clinicals needed to be completed before we were allowed to go out on the ambulance. My biggest piece of advice for hospital clinicals is to schedule them with someone in your class who you get along with and who you know, so if you ever get any downtime, you can have someone that you can study with. But as far as hospital clinicals goes, they're pretty straightforward. The ER staff will always be around you, they're always watching you so you don't do anything wrong, and they will be there to teach, and to help you. I did all my clinicals at the same hospital, so I really got to learn the staff there. And once you learn the staff and they get confident in your abilities, they give you more freedoms to do your own things. If you know what you're doing, if you show the staff you know what you're doing, and you're willing to get in there and help, they're going to love having you around. Now, there really isn't much you can do as an EMT student in an ER, but one of the biggest things that you're going to be doing is EKGs. You are going to be asked to do EKGs on almost every patient, along with hooking the patient up to the monitor. It's going to be the same thing when you're doing clinicals on the ambulance or whether you, you know, get hired and start actually working on the ambulance. You're going to be doing the same thing. But in my opinion, being out on the ambulance is a little bit more fun, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But don't be afraid to ask questions. There's a lot of nurses that like having students around, and who cares if it's a dumb question? You're there to learn, and you should want to learn. Hospital clinicals are are the place where you get to get your BLS assessment down to a science. You know, you learn what to ask, how to ask it, and you learn to multitask at the same time. I remember in the hospital, we had to have at least 10 patient contacts per 12-hour clinical. If we didn't get 10, we had to stay late until we had 10. Hospitals are your time to learn. And don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. I was never exposed to anything this job has to offer before EMT school. So 
to actually see some things for the first time, it was kind of shocking. Being an EMT will always bring you out of your comfort zone, and you have to know how to adapt and push through it. Hospital clinicals is where I did CPR for the first time, and I'll never forget it. Hospital clinicals is where I, where I saw a dead body for my first time. You know, it's where I saw my first I.O. There's going to be a lot of firsts for you while you're in EMT school, and that's totally okay. Nobody goes into school knowing everything. And if you have someone in your class that thinks they know everything, just ignore them because they will be the person that does not pass the class. That's my take on hospital cl clinicals. Ask questions, step out of your comfort zone, do things you wouldn't normally do, and have fun. Not that hospital clinicals aren't fun, but when you get onto the ambulance, it's a whole nother level. You know, you get to run lights and sirens to places, you're working on the road, in the woods, inside people's homes, out in public, in businesses, for people, you know, to see you. I mean, working on the ambulance, it just, it just takes it up like five notches. The ambulance clinicals are the same as hospital clinicals, except if you have good preceptors who trust you, you get to do a lot more. Like I said... I was new to EMS uh, during EMT school. You know, I've never been exposed to anything like it. So being new, for me, the first time I got to talk on the radio to dispatch was really cool. And I geeked out a bit afterwards. Um, they let me call in BLS patient reports to the hospitals. And I was so nervous the first time because I didn't know what to say. Uh, I got to put in OPAs, NPAs, I got to fly out multiple people on, on helicopters. It was a very surreal experience for me, but at the same time, it was very helpful. The difference between hospital and ambulance clinicals is while you're on the ambulances, you're going to see a lot more stuff and you are going to be exposed to a lot more hazards. When you're working on the ambulance, you are going directly to the person who called 911, and you will see them before any other medical professionals because you are going to be the first medical professionals on scene. You're going to see uncontrolled bleeding, loss of limbs and appendages, and even death. Your emotions are going to be tested for the first time, really. Um, I still remember the first time I was doing an ambulance clinical, and we had to tell the wife that her husband had died, and it was it was tough. Um, it was the first call of the day for me, and it only went downhill from there. Uh, so we got called out. That call was a cardiac arrest. Um, I was the first person in the home, probably shouldn't have been because I was still a student at that time, but I was the first person in the home, saw him on the floor, the wife was doing CPR, so I told the wife, you know, step back, I'll do it. I start compressions, and 
it wasn't good because I could tell he was real stiff. He had rigor mortis already set in. I'm not a paramedic, so I can't call it. And I was also a student at the time. Um, so the paramedic, he reaches down, touches his face. He goes, nope, we're not doing this. And, you know, he explains to the wife, I'm sorry, your husband's dead. He's been dead for a while. And, you know, he was like, after the call was over and the sheriff's office was dealing with the wife, we were still in her home and he goes, come here, let me show you why I called it. And he told me to put my hand on the patient's cheek and he was ice cold. And that was, I, I still remember the feeling like I can still feel the back of my hand on his cheek and just the amount of, of, yeah, it was just cold. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It was weird. Um, but yeah, I was, I was deemed the black cloud of that class because I was the one who always had the critical calls. I can still remember the crew I was riding with after the second clinical, jokingly, of course, but they both said I wasn't allowed uh, back on their truck because every time I worked with them, it was a super busy day with a bunch of critical calls. Um, but even on critical calls, don't be afraid to jump in and help. The Still, the first day... We, uh, I, I did the clinicals with them. We had the cardiac arrest. We had two trauma alerts. One, some 86-year-old lady fell off a ladder trimming her palm tree. Uh, we ground transported her to uh, the trauma hospital. And on our way back from the trauma hospital, we had a suicide attempt. A lady tried, or she didn't try. She successfully stabbed herself in the abdomen. Um... And we had just got back into the county line, and we were the closest unit available at that time. So they sent us on that too. It was just a, it was a, it was a fun-filled day. But this is your time to learn. It's your time to shine. And your teacher is going to put you with really good crews that are willing to help you learn and help you grow as an EMT. Same thing in the hospital. It, it applies to on the road. Ask questions, even stupid questions. I'll give you an example of a stupid question I asked. The paramedic was starting an IV one time, and I've seen IV started so many times before, uh, even on myself when I broke my foot. But I asked the paramedic, you know, why, why is everyone starting IVs by pushing the needle in the direction of the bicep, right? So if, you're, if the arm's laying flat and you go into the vein, you're pushing the needle up towards the body. And the paramedic looked at me, and I quote, he said, which way, do blood, which way does blood run in the veins, you idiot? As, as we know, veins carry blood back to the heart, and medication and fluid works faster if there's direct access through a vein. So even stupid questions like that, just ask. Uh, you might get a smart aleck response, but don't, don't take it personally. Working in EMS, you're gonna have you're gonna learn real quick. You're gonna have a dark sense of humor. You're gonna be a smart ass to everyone, but you're still gonna be professional and do your job. I realized that was a stupid question after he explained it to me, but I didn't know, so I asked. I mean, really, clinicals are they're simple. Be eager to learn. Don't be afraid to jump in and do things 
because you learn how to do them in school. Yes, you learn how to do them on a mannequin or on, you know, your classmates, but the principle still applies. You're still doing the same, the same functions just on somebody who, whose life may or may not depend on it. Um, and ask questions. That's, that's my, that's my biggest thing. My biggest thing is ask questions. I know I've said it so many times in this podcast, but I'll say it again. Ask questions. That's my biggest pet peeve. Um, that's what I do with, with, uh, students now when, when they put students on my rig, you know, is there any questions? Uh, did it, did that make sense to you? Uh, does anything not make sense? Uh, do you want to talk over the call? That's, that's me. That's who I am. I want you to learn. I want you to be the best EMT you can be. So if you have any questions for me, go to EMT underscore life underscore podcast on Instagram and shoot me a message over there. I'm always happy to help out and I will always answer to my best ability. I answer everyone's questions. I talk to everyone, you know, it, it might take a hot minute cause like I said, we're super busy right now and I do pick up a lot of overtime, but I will get to you eventually. So I want to wish everyone a, a good weekend, a safe weekend and God bless.